0: Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer.
1: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and it's an absolute delight to be back with you again. And I'm enjoying the time of year. Always enjoy this time of year. We can reflect back on a really, really busy summer. In fact, as uh, we're we're approaching the end of our financial year, we're reflecting back on the complete year of 2015-16. And it has been a monumental year for us. It, uh, it, It surpassed our expectations in terms of, Uh, reservations, in terms of inquiries, in terms of new owner acquisitions. So we've set the bar pretty high for next year. So this is such a great time of year to begin to think towards 2017 and to start putting all our strategies in place, the marketing strategy, the administration strategy, our staffing, looking at what worked in the past year and what we can do better next year. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is how we how we can incorporate more services into uh, what we're offering to our guests. Traditionally in Ontario, cottage rentals are just that: people rent a cottage, they come, they just enjoy the water and the amenities that the property provides, which is usually watercraft and outdoor stuff to do. But we have found in in recent years and in particular this last summer, that we've had a lot more inquiries from people who are looking for activities, they're looking for things to do that takes them out of the property, away from the property, and gets them exploring the location. So it could be going out to find restaurants. I mean, restaurants aren't aren't big in in our part of the world. If people go to a cottage for a vacation, they do tend to self-cater and cook for themselves whether it's barbecuing or 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 whether it's just simply creating their culinary delights in in their cottage kitchen but more and more restaurants are beginning to open up in cottage country people are you know the the, the tastes of our demographic are changing and you know i use the word tastes uh, deliberately because we are hearing more from people who say, where can we go to eat and not just asking where the nearest McDonald's is. And then there are activities. There's a lot more activities and attractions opening up in different areas, uh, whether, whether it's sort of self-guided activities like biking and cycling and hiking, or whether it's um, guided trails, guided walks, uh, actual activities for people for, for people to do like zip lining that's something that's relatively new but it's beginning to pop up in many different places so my my thoughts for next year are looking at the sorts of services the sorts of things that we can offer to our guests so that when they book they have this all in one convenient package rather than have to get there and and find out all this stuff for themselves. Which leads me on to the topic of today's episode and my guest today, who is Martin Picard. Uh, I met Martin uh, in Barcelona and back in March at uh, um, VRMA Europe and went to his presentation, which was uh, really about this actual thing. It was about the guest experience and, and how we can incorporate Experiences and services into the overall package that we're offering our guests to make their to make their vacation just so much better. Martin uh, Martin Picard has been in the industry for for quite some time. He is the CEO and founder of VR Easy, the VR Easy Corporation, and he calls VR Easy um, it's a calls them a guest experience authority. And says, VR Easy is like nothing out there in the vacation rentals and hotel industry today. It's a blend of reservations manager. It's a gateway to partner channel managers. And we hear about this a lot. A lot of channel managers now out there. So it's important for these these companies now to differentiate. And VR Easy is definitely differentiating with its integrated guest services and activities platform. So Martin is positively focused on the guest experience and services and all these additional things that we can offer to our guests and I wanted to bring him along and have a chat with him and ask him how how it all works, how we can do that, how we as a property manager can do it, and maybe how individuals can do it as well. So without further ado, let's move on over and talk to Martin Picard of vreasy.com. Okay, so I'm Delighted to have with me today, Martin Picard from Com. Martin's from Barcelona, somewhere I went in back in for the first time in February of this year to VRMA Europe. February, March, beginning of March, I think it was. Welcome, Martin. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me on your show, Heather. And, it- uh, actually, the first thing I should say is like it's breezy only because uh, we, <coughs> we uh, at our at my little company. We decided not to be VR-Easy because we also cater to hotels. And so we just wanted to be more of a generic name. So we call ourselves Vrizy. And uh, yeah, here I am in Barcelona, which I had no idea I would uh, end up living in. Um, I started off in Italy and lived in multiple countries. And now I find myself in what is probably the epicenter of the vacation rentals world.
1: Well I I was amazed when I, I came there for the first time and I'd um you know I I'd, I'd heard obviously heard about it and heard you know heard from people who'd been there and told me what I should do what I should see but I was just blown away by exactly that the amount of people I met who were based in Barcelona within this industry um that that was surprising why is that
0: when there was uh, the financial crisis there was a little bit of a brain drain from Spain uh, a lot of the technical talent uh, left to find jobs in Germany and the UK. And at the same time, uh, the people that were left clustered back into their families and, and got support from their families in, in a very uh, European way. Uh, especially in Southern Europe, you can really rely on your family. And people uh, had to f- uh, use the resources they had to make a living, and that resource was probably their second home. Um, in Southern Europe, there's a huge philosophy um, For saving via brick and mortar, and so everyone has a second home. And when uh, the crisis came, people found that they could rent it out. And 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 by all living together in their family, they they were able to survive. Created this offer of uh, of great places that weren't available before. And just at the same time, uh, the likes of Airbnb and Booking.com were were creating the demand by by letting people know the availability of these fantastic places. And so. The offer and the demand came together just at the right time and created this incredible industry.
1: And, and so people were coming into Barcelona. I mean, is it Barcelona in particular, is, is there some, some resources or the infrastructure there that is really good for startups? Because it seems there's a lot of startups there too.
0: Yeah, so for example, I'm, I'm talking to you from the industrial um, area of Barcelona, which is absolutely fantastic for startups. Um, it's full of warehouses. Eccentric type architecture and it's full of little startups and and the kind of shops you'd want around you like uh, little copy shops and uh, little bakeries and uh, we have an, an amazing uh, Brewery underneath us that as an entrepreneur that that has a really novel way of marketing themselves and so it's yeah, it's become a little bit of a nucleus for uh, entrepreneurs
1: so so it's brought you there in the vacation rental industry what got you into vacation rentals because i you know i i I see from your background you've been into in software development product management marketing you're an adventurer you fly in aeroplanes i mean you just got this such a well-rounded um bevy of of talents what got you driven into into this business
0: well it it was all a coincidence i i started off uh, I started my life in Rome. Uh, my, my parents were diplomats in, in in Italy, and my father was French, and my mother was austrian and, and After the Second World War, they ended up in rome and, and After that, I found myself in the states um, studying engineering and long story short, I ended up at a little startup in California after college and That little startup um, you probably have heard of is Oracle, which is now one of the largest software companies in the world and um, I was always into sailing and I, I, um, and when Oracle did so well, uh, I actually used my bonus money to buy a little sailboat. And along the way, I um, invented a product and started a, a little company. And when I sold that, I built another boat and kept sailing. And then um, I arrived finally back in Italy after many, many years of sailing around. And um, it was just winter and uh, getting very, very cold. And I was sailing in between France and Spain. and I didn't really know where I would... Um, end up and then I decided that since I didn't speak any Spanish it would be more exciting to end up in Barcelona so I basically arrived in Barcelona because it, it was more of an unknown than France which I really knew and I really spoke the language made me end up here.
1: But what about vacation rentals? What, uh, what steered you in the direction of, of this industry?
0: Uh, when, I, uh, when I sold my, my startup uh, I, I invested just like, uh, just like I mentioned before in, in brick and mortar as the, as the, uh, the Italian way is. And then I tried to manage those properties as long-term rentals just when the crisis hit and, and suddenly uh, long-term rentals fell uh, through the floor. Uh, and so I started doing vacation rentals and I found that it was very difficult to manage vacation rentals uh, from a boat in the middle of nowhere in <laughs> the South China Sea. So I, kept, I started coming up with all of remotely managing property and it got me very interested in the, in the technical side of um of, of building you know distributed calendars and um you know automatic marketing and all these kind of things but then since i have a background in in diplomacy or at least my family does uh and, and it's all about you know being a great host uh in a different way but taking that to vacation rentals i saw this as an opportunity to really worry about the guest and think how can i uh, make my places unique by the way i handle the, these uh these travelers and the, the way to discover my places and then discover through me the city that, I, that my places are in, which in, in my case was Rome. So I came to Vacation Rentals because I was a traveler and, and, and couldn't be there to manage my places myself. And, and, so, and, and the crisis just came at a time that pushed me there, yeah. just like so many other people.
1: But you see, you see, vacation rentals as as more complex than many people do. Many property managers just see them as um, it's just accommodation, and that's the way I have to say that's the way I viewed it uh, in my my own company here in Canada uh, for the past fourteen years. It's simply accommodation. People come, they have a great time. You know, we provide excellent accommodation. Um, but really nothing else. But you're taking it to a next level, really, and looking at the the whole guest experience. Yeah, taking it, beyond, as I say, beyond just accommodation and giving them a more sort of holistic holiday.
0: Well, well, first thing, you need to think about what are you actually doing? Um, You're actually starting a company. You're building a brand. So um, people need to think of you as someone that is, is providing a wealth out out uh, package for them. It's not, just the, it's not just accommodation. It's the presence that you have so that people can find you. And, and so building a brand is, is, is very much part of, of being a vacation uh, rentals manager. Uh, otherwise, your identity is only that which you get uh, by being a little icon on, those, on the shelves of the OTAs. And, and that's certainly not what you want. So the, the very first thing is... To, to be a brand and to think in terms of uh, a gaining a reputation. And to gain a reputation, you, you, you need to have something unique about yourself. And so if you think about your you, what you can offer, you, you start to tune what you have to offer to what you think people want. And when you look at the past guests you have, you can probably um, see some trends. You can probably see that you have certain types of, of guests. Maybe you can... Classify those guests into um, different groups. Maybe you have families. Maybe you have uh, groups of of friends coming for, uh, you know, wedding celebrations, et cetera, et cetera. And as you can, um, as you classify your guests and you think about what you have to offer, uh, you can think of your business more about offering the entire experience of discovering uh, your location and and your place being the base for these travelers. And so you become the main influencer, the center of the world for, for, these, for your guests. And if you think about your business as that, then really you are a combination of a accommodation provider and, and concierge and travel agent. And so that's how I see myself. And that's, what I, that's how I see vacation rentals is, it's vacation rentals. It's not about the rentals, it's about mm-hmm. the vacation.
1: I love this idea, and you know, as I was mentioning to you when we were chatting just before we started recording this, um, I'm seeing I'm seeing the uh, our particular demographic changing because in in our neck of the woods, there was never anything around and about for anybody to do or see when they went on vacation. It was about the accommodation. It was about the rental. you know, it was every, every rental is on water, it comes with boats that's it people would go to these places sit there for two week a week or two weeks and go home possibly not even leaving the property and, unless they they sent somebody out to the store um and because there, there wasn't a great deal around and about but now we're seeing that the demand the expectations of our demographic are changing so i can i can really understand when you're saying, you know, you, you need to find out what your people want, because I'm just finding out now that our our demographic are wanting something different now than they did five years ago or even last year. It's it's almost a, a sea change in in their demands and expectations. So I, I know there's a number that there's many other property managers out there like up like like mine. That have been really dealing in the rental side of vacation rentals, and now and now are having to look at what vacation actually means. Um, how do they? How do they go about this? How does How does a company start to move in this direction of enhancing the guest experience?
0: It's like with every product um, you'll ever create. There's always a, a a phase called customer discovery, which means that you discover everything about your customers and about their needs. So the first thing to do is to look at your past guests and to try to find out what they did on their vacation and and what type of guests they were. So as I said before, are they families? Are they groups? Are they business people? Um, Did they come because they have a passion and your area um, has that passion available, for example, a ski resort? Or did they come for total privacy and isolation? So if, once you know that, um, you can start um, enhancing their stay. Your job is to enhance the stay to the point where they actually realized that, y- that you had a large part in enhancing their vacation. And at that point, you'll have turned them into an ambassador for you and your brand. Um, so to get to that, of course, you have to totally understand uh, who they are in a, in a sort of a, I don't want to be too technical using the word big data, but you do, you have to take a look at many, many guests and try to find the trends in the groups and then um, look at what you have to offer because even if you're telling me that your place doesn't have that much to offer, someone from the outside will certainly think that your, that your places and your area has an, an amazing amount to offer. If you can remember to when you were a little girl um, in, in, um, in an isolated area, you certainly weren't bored. You were going for walks and you had a little uh, little corner that, was the, that had its magic for you in a certain way and another corner uh, that had a, a different type of magic. And so you can build itineraries, even in the most remote area. Um, you can create all sorts, of people, all sorts of reasons for people to get up and discover. And if you're the person helping them do that, then um, all of a sudden you're enhancing their trip and, and you're gonna get the benefit of the appreciation that people have when you've gone uh, the extra mile and now they're, they've enjoyed their vacation beyond what they, they expected. This can be done in a million ways. I mean, let's imagine the most remote area. People come with their passions. So for example, someone might come with a love of photography. So if they love pho- uh, ph- uh, photography and you know your area, you know where there's a magic place where the light filters through a certain branch shining on a little pond. You can save that photographer so much trouble by pointing out the things you think are beautiful and then let them use their skills uh, to personalize it and to, to capture it in their own way. Um, and if they love cooking, then maybe you can tell them where certain herbs are, are, are growing and let them go off and look for uh, mushrooms in the woods or whatever it is. Understanding your, your guests allows you to sort of tune your uh, area to their, to their desires. In my business, um, running a vacation rentals management company, um, we are uh, in a lot of big cities. And so cities, have of course, have so much to offer but you can use exactly um, the same uh, technique, and not not even need uh, the the things that you have to pay for in the city. You know, but you can build itineraries which are great walks which take you past the, the wonderful sites, but also the people or things that you know are in a certain place at a certain time. You know, it's you know you can do the artisan walk through the center of Rome, which at a certain time you know that there's a a little old wood, woodworker is usually having his breakfast, sitting on a certain step on a, uh, by the side of a fountain, and, and then just about that time, there's a little cappuccino place that opens up and they can have their first coffee. These kind of things can be tuned for any place, whether it's rural or urban. And of course, you know, we haven't even talked about uh, helping people know the, the great contacts you probably have, mm-hmm. uh, You know, the, the wonderful people that they could meet, and, and of course, the, the great activities. Um, but that's also secondary. The primary thing to do is to also be the concierge for your guests and, and understand what they, w- what they expect when they're coming into your home. Do they expect to have breakfast the next day? And they'll be disappointed if they'll have to drive uh, five miles uh, at 8 in the morning looking for an open place because they wanted to have uh, breakfast early in the morning. You know, so these are things that if you've thought through, perhaps there are services you can provide that will enhance their stay. Um, and, um, and, and, and there are things that your guests will be really pleasantly surprised that you thought for them.
1: So that really comes back once again to customer discovery and, and um, analyzing who those guests are, where they're coming from, and what sort of things they're going to, to, to want to do. Because the people who are going to come to, to a rural area are going to have different uh, expectations and, and wants and needs than those who are, uh, who are in a city.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for example, in a rural place, your guests are probably driving in. They're driving themselves in. They have a rental car. Which, um, together with some other factors that you have to consider tells you whether they, they would like from you some itineraries of places to go see in the area. If you know that the, the spouse of the, of the main person that booked is, is, a, is on a wheelchair, you might not uh, offer certain uh, types of activities or, and you might offer others. And that was just a very drastic example. But what I'm saying is that by knowing more about your guests, you you can really dig into your basket of of wonderful things that you've thought through and provide the the right ones for that that particular group. But you have a a larger repertoire at your disposal. You know, marketing people might call that persona marketing. Mm -hmm. You find out what persona your guests are and then you tune uh, what you offer them uh, to, to the type of guests they are. This is communicating with the guests and gradually understanding how much privacy they, they, they would like and how much they want to tap into your local knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you can find that out quickly. That's the most important thing to do is to first find out, does your guest want uh, primarily privacy uh, or do they want primarily your local knowledge? That's already a huge step. Once you know that, you're traveling along, along sort of a decision tree where mm, your guest uh, knows that when they ask you uh, something, they get back some really valuable knowledge and they like that. And some other guests are the type of people that will say, um, I really would like to discover it all myself. Just let me know where the key is and, mm-hmm. and, and, and give me the information so that I don't have to go back to Google, but don't a spoon feed me, I wanna discover it. But that doesn't mean that you can't have prepared that same repertoire of great things that maybe you, you do um, You know, reach into just the right one for a certain guest that asks you. For the other types of guests, you're still providing it but, it, but they just have to do a little bit more of the exploration and, 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 and say, come and get it a little bit more. So, yeah, as you know, your guests, it's really interesting how you can provide the same product in different ways and, and make different people that have very, very different tastes happy in different ways.
1: Okay, so I, I can see this working so wonderfully. And I know it does already for, for many individual owners who, who really do work hard at, uh, at, cr- at creating this relationship with their guests. They understand who their guests are on this week and what they want and then the next week. But what about property managers? And I know you work with a lot of property managers. So how can property managers who are managing multiple properties, multiple guests, offer this, this same sort of type of personalized service
0: well, n- nothing is ever going to beat the person that has one property and caters one hundred percent to their guests. N- you know, property managers who are a little bit of uh, you know doubtful of, of what I'm saying or a little bit agnostic that it can scale to someone that has a hundred properties. They're right in thinking that, of course, it's never going to be the same as as you know one property, uh, one very caring you know, host. But th- that's not the point. The, pr- the point is to turn your guests into ambassadors of, uh, of your brand because you've gone the extra mile and you've presented, them with, things, presented them, them, them with things that they would not have known about or would have had a very difficult time finding out without you. So um, large property managers can do lots of things to show their guests that they've gone the extra mile from the, the, the most obvious thing is anyone that's flying in um, find out uh, their flight number and so that you can cater to um, you know, delays that they may have, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, um, and if they're a family of five and with lots of luggage, they're going to really appreciate being picked up at the airport, which, in the case of a property manager, means to have a great relationship with a, with a, uh, a, a car service and a way to be able to uh, assign tasks to this car service uh, without it being work for, the, for, for them. Property managers can't be adding to their own workload. Uh, uh-huh. Things have to be done in a way where it's streamlined um, and, and, and you know, there are professional providers uh, with which you have excellent ways of communicating. So it's, it's, it's all to do with um, being able to provide services in a scalable way, but to also have done the, 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 the forethought of what does my area provide and what types of clients do I have Um, even if it's just giving them a wonderful app for their area, which will sort of change itself according to what type of guests you have. That is a great thing. It's completely scalable uh, and quite automatic, but you still did some work to set all that up. And it's still your local knowledge that has been sort of canned. Mm -hmm. And whereas it may not be as uh, warm and cuddly as you being there to explain every detail, it's still very, very useful and and people will appreciate it.
1: I can see that. And, you know, I'm just, as you're talking, there's things percolating in my head at the moment about how we could, um, how we could develop more things for for our our own guests. Um, you know, I often in these conversations do refer back to to how it impacts my own company because that's you know that's the way that I'm able to I- I extrapolate information and and consider how how it would work in the sort of wider sense. So I can I can see that. Um you talked about other activities. I mean we've looked at the softer stuff, but what about this this harder stuff where there could be concierge services where somebody wants to book something, let let's say theater tickets. They don't want to get to a place and then find that there's something on, that they've missed the opportunity to get tickets for. Is, are these the sort of activities that uh, that a property manager can um, can help with? Uh,
0: well, absolutely. Because, for example, um, if you're coming to Rome, I happen to know that the Pope speaks on, on Wednesdays. And if you didn't know that, um, by the time you're, you arrive on a Monday and would like to go see the Pope uh, uh, speak on a Wednesday, maybe you'll have um, trouble getting into the Vatican Garden because that mm-hmm. needs to be done ahead of time. But if I let you know, then all of a sudden things become possible. I think we've all experienced uh, traveling with our partner and to some wonderful location, and then when we get there we turn around to our partner and say, so, what did you plan for tonight? <laughs> and they say, oh, well, what did you plan for tonight? And I say, oh, well, I've been too busy. I don't even really even know uh, much about where we are. I, I just followed you on, onto this airplane. And, and sometimes it's like that. We, we leave all of our uh, travel research or when we get there, and that's too late. If it's nothing more than being aware of the events happening in your area and letting your guests know about them so they can take advantage of, of what will be there during their visit, that's huge. And that starts with the weather, of course. Uh, a lot of people are, are surprised by the weather they find because they just didn't have time to realize it. You know, someone that comes to Spain in October might, might think that it's gonna be cold because it's October, well, it isn't. On the other hand, someone that comes to Spain in December might think, well, it's Spain. It can't possibly be be cold, but it is. Uh, So uh, as property managers, we need to prepare our guests for the trip. And that is completely automatable. It scales. It's not even something that really changes from person to person. Uh, But then we can become better and better at this and offer more and more things in a subtle way. The beauty of all this, it's not like a website that I get a little coupon discount code for and then here I am on this website and I look around, that's Google. You might as well just use Google for that. This is a very, very slow, soft sell process where I'm a, I have a dialogue that is naturally happening from the time someone books and I congratulate them on booking my place and to show them how, how lucky they were to book with me, I, I might tell them a thing or two or might offer a thing or two or let them know that I'm going to have this ready for them and that already engages them and then I, I let them decide if they want to continue that dialogue or whether they want to let me know right away that they really want privacy and they really don't want any more emails or anything else. So if I can build this process, which we call the, the guest experience system, then if you have a, a great guest experience system, it's going to cater to the different needs and you're going to slowly but surely uh, build a rapport with your guest.
1: So, so what elements are there in this in, in the guest experience system?
0: Well, I think first of all, it's, it's um, even during the inquiry process, trying to let your guests know that you are someone that is gonna offer a lot more than just a place to stay. So when they inquire, of course you'll have a great chance of of, of closing that inquiry and turning it into a booking much more often because they see that you're gonna be offering a lot more, but also that preps them uh, to expect uh, you to reach out to them uh, once once they've booked. So, you know, Without getting into too many uh, too many technical details it 's all about reaching out immediately to right from the first time you ever contact them, which is the inquiry, following up right after the booking uh, in, a, in a very gentle way and just finding out what it is that you can help them with by just giving them the option to ignore your questions or to respond to your questions, and then making it really really easy for them to plan that trip because you know in the mind of all of these people if they're um, imagine that you 're booking in a place that you really have never been before, and in the papers there's been a little bit of uh, terrorism and other unpleasant things that uh, have been reported, and so you're a little bit tentative, but you do really, really desire to go there, and in fact you want to uh, really make it your trip of, of your lifetime with all of your, your, uh, you know, your, your remote relatives that are all gonna meet there. Well, you're gonna be very grateful if the host reassures you and says that they're there for you, mm-hmm. and the, the guest experience can simply start with that. It's so lucky that you've booked with me. I'm, I'm really here for you. This is the first thing I, I would like to help uh, you with. Or this, this is what I provide to all my guests. You're going to love it. And whether, it, whether it's just a beautiful um, mozzarella and, and prosciutto <laughs> on the table in and, and the fridge when they're arriving. Or a bottle of, um, of, of lovely wine or whatever it is. Something that will get them on your side. Or maybe it's just uh, great knowledge or reassurance. And then you slowly build from there. Um, and, of course, the first things that they need help with are the logistics. If you notice they have a baby, maybe, maybe your system could include immediately offering a baby's bed and a high chair. You, many people have it available, but why wait until they ask? Uh, why not see what, what type of guest you have and, and allow them to easily um, mm-hmm. set that up? Uh, also, the, the airport pickup is huge in cities because even in the, day of a, in the, in the age of Uber and all the other uh, easy apps, someone that arrives from China to a city is not gonna know whether their 3G is gonna work, and they just aren't, they're just not that sure that things are gonna be as efficient and, and well run as they are uh, in Shanghai or, or wherever they're from. Being able to have someone meet them is a wonderful thing for anyone with kids, especially. And so that's, that is something that, for example, my guests, almost 80% of my guests book a, 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 uh, an arrival car service. And so that's, that's huge. Well, they're arriving in Rome, maybe they're a little bit tentative, and so that explains it. I'm sure your guests are not booking car services because they're probably driving in. Mm-hmm. But there's other things that they probably would cater to. And these, these um, concierge-type things can extend to um, modifying the layout of the beds, et cetera, et cetera. Things that if you had a really easy way to communicate, you would be able to do. But if it's going to mean sending multiple emails and having conversations about slight logistical details, it gets too much work if you have more than a couple of places. And so automation is really the key to being able to provide better service. And of course, that's sort of a trend in the world. And, and so the key is, how can you automate and stay personal? That's the difficulty in all of this.
1: Okay, so what's the, how, how can you automate and stay personal?
0: You build an automation system using your personal knowledge. Yeah, so, you, so you,
1: you build an automation system. Are, are there proprietary automation systems out
0: there? There's... Um, an automation system uh, basically means that when there's an event, uh, such as a booking, mm-hmm. something then happens, such as a, such okay. as a welcome email. And uh, there's most property mm-hmm. management systems have some rudimentary form of that. Uh, I, I've specialized in this my entire life. I, I have um, patents in the area of automations, um, which um, uh, you know, I worked on decades ago, and that I still really enjoy thinking about all of that that, that uh, if this happens, then what should I do? And if this happens, but my guest is like this, then what should I do? Mm-hmm. And, and so there are systems out there that you can certainly uh, find. Um, uh, you know, I work for one of them. And what we try to do is to make it really easy to cater for guests and to uh, take actions when certain things uh, happen in a very simple way. Uh, something that you could describe easily to, to, to your friends. Oh, when I guest books, I always do this. And, and a couple days before their stay, I always send them this, and when they leave, you know, I, I, I have a checklist ready for them, and um, when I know they're traveling, I, I, my system sends them mes- uh, text messages, but when uh, they're, they're planning, then I actually send them emails, uh, and you have to have all of this sort of worked out, and then you sort of recount it in my my, my previous uh, startup, which was acquired a long time ago um, and uh, software that's being used in the space shuttle and the Eurotunnel by New York Blood Bank and Coca-Cola and things like this, it was all about determining what what applications were running on very large servers, figuring out if these applications were gonna have any tr- some trouble one day, and taking automatic preemptive action, actions. So, for example, a database is getting uh, unoptimized, or, or there's a disk, space, a disk space problem that's foreseen, you automatically do something. Well, it's the same with vacation rentals. Find that uh, the guest is about to arrive, but uh, your, um, your meet and greet person, your check-in person has not yet uh, confirmed that they're gonna be there. Well, that's something to be worried about. So. Mm-hmm. A scalable system will allow you to take care of these situations.
1: So it's, it's, it's very simplistically, it's, it's just having an if this, then that type of system that, that manages all sorts of contingencies. and.
0: Yeah, and if the system is good, you're not actually thinking in terms of if this, then that. You're simply, for example, in ours, it simply says to you, uh, let's imagine that every guest trip is divided into three phases. Um, you know, First they book, then they, then, then they come and stay, and then they leave. So you know, what would you like to do when they book? Well, I would like to um, engage them, and so, and so you decide whether you're going to send them an SMS or, or booking or, or an email or both, or send them an app, or, may, or then you say, no, actually, that, that little app that I have that is gonna be such a wonderful uh, a concierge for their stay, and let them know the Wi-Fi code and how to turn on the heater and the air conditioning and uh, how to get the keys and all this, I actually wanna send that only a week before they arrive, so, and I wanna send it as a text so when they click uh, mm-hmm. that it opens up immediately on their phone. But you're actually just, you're not really uh, programming. You're not doing if this, then that. You're just simply saying, these are the phases I'm interested in and these are the things I would like to happen uh, at that phase. And then in our system, we, we give a lot of import- importance to customer service. So we, we tend to end up doing it for you because we think that, you know, why would you want to um, take a, a high-tech system and have to learn all about high-tech? Mm-hmm. It's much better to talk to a human and, and using their knowledge. Uh, the system is, is going to be attuned uh, for you. And I think that's the same attitude that I have for my apartments. It's like, you arrive, um, and I'm going to try as much as possible to give you um, a human contact. Even if, uh, if I had 50 places, I probably wouldn't be able to as much, but I still would do it a, a little bit. One key to all this is how much time can you provide to your guests, even if it's just one call? Mm-hmm. That would make a huge difference.
1: Oh, this is great, Martin. You've given me a huge amount of food for thought here and and I know you will have done for 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 the rest of um my listeners too. so so that that is fantastic. Let's just move on to a last question in fact. On on your on your site on vreezy.com, there's some case studies. And in those case studies, the same questions asked a couple of times, which is what are the top three things you think to help you think help to make a great vacation rental business? And you're actually asking that of the property managers. Can I ask you that question? What are the top three things that you think help to make a great vacation rental business?
0: And so the first thing I would do to create a, a, a rental business is to figure out what is gonna make my business unique? And also, what vacation rental uh, business can I, can I create and what location, which is gonna be attractive to lots and lots of people, uh, with the analogy I, started, I used before. But once, you, once you, you know that you're creating a business in the right area for the reasons that you feel passionate about, then it's about creating something unique. The uniqueness can be from the location, can be from the style of property management that you're gonna introduce. Are you gonna to cater to a particular audience? Or are you going to use guest experience as your big differentiator? And, uh, you know, every, every place is different. I mean, a castle at the top of a hill near a, a wine uh, vineyard, obviously, does it, the homework is done for you. But uh, a little two-bedroom apartment in the center of a big city, you're going to have to think, how could I turn this into a unique offering? That you're probably going to turn to your style of property management and, the, and the, the, the character you can give the place, but also the guest experience. Um, the next thing, I think, you need to do to have a great business is to have a great team. Just like anything in the world, you're only as good as the people that are, that are around you. I think one of the mistakes that property managers make often when they're small at the beginning is to try to do too much themselves. And to maybe because of costs or because they know that they put more passion into it than someone they, they hire would put in, um, you tend to run your own shop and, and, and do things all by yourself. And in the long run, that will wear you down um, and it won't scale and it means that you're not growing your business and you're also not educating these other people that, that could be helping you to be as good as you are. So of course the, the greatest thing to do would be to hire someone better at you, better than you in various areas. Uh, if not, it's a question of hiring someone that wants to learn and help them be, become better than you. And so that team is key. And, and then that, the last thing, I think, that creates a great business is, is having someone that cares. Could be you, or it could be a, 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 a concierge role you, um, you create, but if you have someone that truly cares about, about your guests and also about the property, um, then everything else is, is, is gonna be derived by passion. Um, you don't see it as a, as a numbers game in terms of you know uh, revenue coming in and costs going out you, you see it as uh, a beautiful brand that has a, a spirit that you've created and everything else uh, goes to fortify the, that brand and that message that you're putting out there. And that will make you into a business because a, a business is a, is, a, is a concern that people all around the world uh, need to find out about. And so um, that is um, your reputation and the way you do things that needs to be discovered. And that has to come from your passion. Uh, and guests find out about that from feeling that you care about them, and then they become your ambassadors.
1: Well, for for, for someone who just had a question dropped on them, you get, you just gave three amazingly good good points there, and and you know unusual ones as well. You know the last one, someone who cares. I hadn't thought about that because I'm sort of considering that just about everybody who's doing this um, cares about what they're doing. But I I really get the point of 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 having someone who has a passion for for helping people for for. For being in that role, that 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 was great, and I think those are really three essential things for for starting up and managing a great vacation rental business. So so thank you so much for that. So we're just about at the end of end of our time. You've been you you know you've you've just provided so much great information, very motivational, Martin. Thank you. You've um you've really fired me up, and I know you'll have fired a lot more people up to really stop and think about uh the experience about the vacation part of vacation rentals so so thank you so much for for sharing all that um tell us just a little I know you didn't want to talk you don't really want to talk about it but just tell us a little bit about Vreezy just so um um the the audience knows you know who you are working for and and what the company's about
0: Okay, well, I, I, first, before I, I, I do that, I just wanted to say that you said something really important. You said stop and think. And I think that um, a property manager is so busy being a property manager. It's one of those <laughs> incredible jobs where we are so busy that we can't even s- s- stop to blow our nose sometime. But we need to stop and think, and then we need to think strategically. Because every, all, of this, all of these um, you know, great concepts that we've discussed today, I bet you m- most of the property managers that have been successful could have could have said it in a better way than I did today. Um, and the way they got there is because they actually stopped and thought about their business and then tried to improve their business using the things they were passionate about. And so if you're so busy that you're not stopping to think big picture about your business, this is the time to stop and think strategically about what you can do to be unique and to offer an incredible guest experience. Um, so uh, about Vreezy, well we are the official uh, Guest Experience Authority, uh, so uh, um, we were very happy to have the trademark for the Guest Experience Authority because it really represents uh, what we believe is the most important thing about vacation rentals, is to understand guest experience. Because at the end of the day, um, I when I travel, I travel because I want to have a fantastic vacation. And so when I think vacation rental, I think vacation and not rental. So um, it's all about the guest experience. And so I started Reezy. Um, because I was uh, an avid traveler, uh, still am, and, um, and, and, and when I travel, I just want to feel that the hotel actually uh, knows me, and, um, and so I said hotel because um, until I discovered vacation rentals, it, uh, you know, all I knew was hotels, and when I arrived in a hotel, the, the best thing I could find was a, a wooden rack with some brochures, and um, I think that they chose the room they were going to give me, based on what I looked like that day. Um, whereas Vacation Rentals, at, at, at least, you know, we are picking the, the place we're staying right from the beginning, so it's extremely more personal. It's, it's a lot more personal right from the beginning, and so there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a running start to provide this great guest experience. And so knowing all these things and experimenting myself, because when I had, um, I had the, the lucky break of selling a startup, um, uh, I, I, you know, I ended up with some property, I ended up having guests, I ended up deciding that I was gonna really pamper my guests, I sent out um, surveys to my guests so that in order to get the keys, the guests, the, the, the guests would, would tell me, um, you know, I, prefer, I would prefer uh, meeting someone or I would prefer to, to not meet a single person because I like my privacy. And so I built up this, this uh, knowledge about guests and about the different groups of types of uh, guests that came. And this all became very easy. A lot of uh, customer discovery ended up being a system for um, providing extraordinary service to your guests. Um, and I was able to take my technical knowledge about automation and, and um, managing development teams and create a system that tries to replicate what you could do if you, were, if you could divide yourself into 50 and um, take wonderful care of each of your guests as they, as they are embarked on this wonderful journey of discovery to, to see your area of the world. And so Rizzi is really automation software that is a property management system that does all the usual things a good property management system is expected to do, such as managing um, your bookings across all of the, 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 the key OTAs. But um, I really would like to go beyond that um, and, and worry about generating direct traffic to you because people know you. And that's the future of all of us, is to create our own brand. And I, I realized this you know, eight or nine years ago and um, have been working on it ever since. Uh, and it's been a, a lot of fun. I have a, a team of about 30 people, mostly here in Barcelona. We're based in the U.S. in Austin. Most of our uh, technical and marketing uh, staff is here. And so the cool thing about that is that um, Barcelona is a place where uh, your typical large American family goes to, you know, your British holidaymakers. And so uh, you get to see all these different uh, travelers. And so you get to build a system that can cater to different types of people although each property manager puts their own knowledge into into things.
1: Thank you thank you for that and I shall put the the link to vreezy.com on on the show notes so if anybody wants to go along and have a look at uh, at Martin's website then it's it's going to be there. You know any questions that you have just pop in them in the comments under the show notes and and I'll let Martin know if you have um if you have done that and ask him to go along and answer them. Martin it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Um, you have such passion for for this industry, and and it, it really shows in you know everything you've said today. So I so appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you very much, Heather, for having me on the on the show. And I look forward to to listening to the, the other multitude of podcasts you've done. So I've I've just subscribed, and I'm going to be a an avid follower. <laughs> try to learn from everyone else's uh, passionate uh, mission statements out there.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. I wasn't kidding when I said I was motivated. Uh, you know, whether it's the time of year where, you know, so- suddenly we are in our downtime and it's it's just great to have that, um, you know, j- j- just to have I would like to say relaxed time, but I, I tend not to have any relaxed time. I will always use any time to adva- my advantage and the advantage of, of my company and of my guests and of my owners. So as I'm sort of out on my US road trip at the moment, I'm setting aside, a t- some, setting aside some time now to look strategically at how we can deliver these these services this this uniqueness this extra um going the extra mile for our guests and it's interesting because at the end of the interview I was just talking to martin and saying that you know there's a, there's a lot of uh, property managers rental management companies here in ontario and we all do the same thing at least that's what i've you know i look at all their websites and really it's just accommodation it is just the it's just the rentals of vacation rentals and not the vacation, and and Martin has now switched me on to that word vacation. What we can do to make that even more special for our guests? So, magic conversation. Thank you, Martin. It was it was tremendous. Okay, so I am well. I'm off to do that now. I'm off to you know while while it's fresh in my mind, I want to go and do a little bit of brainstorming and a few mind maps just get some of this out of my head onto paper and uh, and just think about how we can get this automated to also talk to martin about VRSS 2017 said come along come along and tell everybody about vreezy and uh, about the uh, the guest experience so um, so hopefully you come to VRSS 17 you can uh, you can meet him there so that's it for another week it's been a it's been lovely as ever to be with you and I'll look forward to being with you again next week.
0: This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.